Hello, Stephen Dan Fouts here. We're veteran educators who've created the Teach Different Conversation podcast to inspire all of us to think deeper, listen with more intention, and understand each other better. If you're a parent, educator, or anybody who wants to think in new ways that build real understanding about what's important in life and to help others do the same, then you've come to the perfect place. Welcome, everybody, to the Teach Different podcast this week. We have a wonderful quote by Eleanor Roosevelt, former first lady, uh, wife of Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And it's going to be on social awareness. And we'll get to that in a minute. For people unfamiliar, we're going to walk through the, the Teach Different method here, where we're going to start with this provocative quote. We're then going to interpret the quote, put it in our own words the claim of it, so to speak. And then we're gonna push against it and talk about a counterclaim and come up with something that is just as true as the claim, but is in tension with the claim. And that's where the magic and the heart of conversations are, are all about. And this one is, is, I'll warn everybody, is very multifaceted. So there'll be a lot of different ways to think of the claim and the counterclaim which is just fine and no problem. And then we'll end with a, an essential question that we have, but we'd like to remind our listeners that when you try these in class with your students, make sure you pick out one of their questions that they come up with, which are often much better than ours, of course. Here's the quote, Eleanor Roosevelt. To handle yourself, use your head. To handle others, use your heart. To handle yourself, use your head. To handle others, use your heart. What's your take on this immediately, Steve? Just the word handle. What does she mean by handle? That's one of my questions I have about the quote, because the quote seems to be talking about uh, you know, using the thinking part of us and then using the, the feeling part of us in the way that we deal with ourselves and the way we deal with others. And she's saying to handle yourself. You know, it, it's almost like, are we bucking Broncos? You know, we're trying to handle ourselves in some way. We're trying to control ourselves. I, I'd like to know what the word handle means to start this off. I would say control if I were to, I mean, we can't ask her, of course, but to handle yourself is to maintain a sense of self-control. So that's actually another theme in here. I mean, we're talking yeah. about social awareness, but, but to be able to, when you use your head, you know, when someone tells you, yeah, use your head, they're usually referring to behavior that you did that was impulsive, that got you into trouble somehow and they beckon you to think next time. Now, now go with that though. What do people say to people who say, now, you know, listen to your feelings, okay? Instead of use your head, we say, now listen to your feelings. Go what with we, your intuition. Okay, go with your intuition. Open yourself up to some vulnerability. Mm -hmm. So I don't get control, you know what I, I like control for the, the um, control of yourself, but then handle your heart. It's like, I guess a degree of control is necessary, but I would call it almost more courage. 
when, you know, a lot of times people don't put their heart out there and put their feelings out there because they're afraid of bad things happening, getting rejected. Um, but she's actually saying, hey, to handle others, you got to use your heart. You know, oh, you, you went gotta... to the other part of it. Okay, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To handle others, use your heart. I think that's a call to empathy. It's a, okay. it's a call to, when you deal with other people, make sure you become a good listener, use your heart and empathize with you, excuse me, with them. Mm -hmm. And that in that way, you become closer to them. Like you said, I think they become more, you become more vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she's saying, all right, to handle your own issues, you got to use your head to look at yourself in a reflective way, be your own judge. And then with others, you should be empathetic. And you should maybe remember you're a human being. We're all human beings. And, you know, you, you should have some affinity to the emotional side and connection with other people. Yeah. And it makes me think of one experience that we've all had where if a friend is in need and is sharing something with you, sometimes our first impulse is to give them advice or give them a rational answer and a logical response where a lot of times what's needed is listening and empathy they there just need go. to connect with you your feelings more than they want your rationality yeah, does that make sense want, right yeah they don't want you to solve their problem or be overly rational about anything they just want you to listen yeah that's really good for uh for the second part for sure now the kids think let's think about the students here okay and put this out in front of students what kinds of personal experiences might they talk about or what kind of prompts could we give them i got one yeah, yeah go talk about a time when you used your head when you thought and came up with a good idea for for acting when you 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 knew your emotions were not going to be a good guide for you uh, Okay. That's good. Yeah. I'm, I'll go to the heart one, you know, to handle others, use your heart. I mean, what would be a good, it would so depend on the age of the student of what would work there, but what's it really getting at? You know, when did you show emotion towards someone, you know, deliberately? you know, to accomplish something. I don't think it's like that, but more like when, who have you been vulnerable to? But then that sounds too, you know, it's too deep. I don't know. Well, I would take it from the other angle. You're taking it from the person who's handling others. I would say, have you ever, students, have you ever had someone come up to you and needed your emotional support about something? Okay. Okay. How did you handle that situation? Did you, did you, when did you listen to them and be that source of support? Okay. So I think that would be one that kids of all ages. Friend. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had a friend that's cried on your shoulder? You know, have you ever had someone who just was embarrassed about something and had to talk to you about it or whatever, or you could even say anger in a way, you know, because a lot of times life is full of people angry people around you and you have to figure out what to do with it eleanor is saying 
use your heart, per perhaps, you know? And I don't know exactly what that would mean in the context of being kind of uh, the recipient of someone else's anger, but maybe it's to search for an understanding. You know, someone might be fighting a harder battle than you are. You know, don't get confrontational, realize they're, they're needing, you know, to vent or, you know, I'm just thinking. Right. Or a lot of times someone will come up to you and give a, a story where they're, they're having a hard time. And, and if you are the type of person to say, well, yeah, that makes me, re that, make, that reminds me of a time when I was really hurt. A lot of times that's not a good way to listen to somebody and, no. and empathize. That's no, not using right. your heart. It's almost like you're competing for the suffering. You know, who, who's suffering the most? Right. Um, also, for the first part of this, to handle yourself, use your head. Uh, you know, have you ever stopped and given yourself advice and talked yourself through something rationally, turned off your emotions good. and said to yourself, what do I need to do right now? to be successful. One more thing, and this will probably come up in the counterclaim, but you could also ask the students if they ever have felt too much about something, you know, got like overly anxious about something or maybe even sad about something. And, you know, what they, how did they get out of that situation? What did they learn from it? Uh, you know, and again, that that would depend on your crowd and what they're comfortable with. But I think that would show Eleanor's advice. If you would have taken her advice, maybe you would have been more reflective at the time and you wouldn't have let your heart get in the way of trying to handle yourself, you know. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I, yeah. I, there are some things. Let's take the counterclaim now yeah. and read it again to handle yourself. Use your head to handle others, use your heart. So one counterclaim is that to handle yourself, let your feelings be your guide. Act instinctively, use your intuition. Don't overthink. If you overthink, you you'll go. start doubting yourself, you'll start becoming anxious and you won't do anything. I would add to that, that there are people who believe that you should go through feelings good and bad, regardless of why they're there, and that that's part of the process of experiencing them and then healing from them. If you try to outthink yourself at the time, you're kind of, you know, not facing them and not getting rid of them. It's kind of like, you know, did you get your cry out? You know, things like that. So yeah, that's the counterclaim, right? Lead more with your feelings. And then the other part of the counterclaim, you know, she said to handle others, use your heart. Sometimes if you have a friend who's in need, listening to them and empathizing can be a really good way to approach things, but also some raw, rational, here's what you need to do next kind of advice actually will help them much more than just being a shoulder to cry on. And that's a different situation for different people at different times. Right. And there's a way to empathize with people and not emote too much with them, you know, not be depressed or overly anxious with them, but you can still empathize with their situation 
and get them to be in more of a reflective state. So yes, uh, that's the, that's a that's a great counterclaim. I mean, both these make sense. I have a quick personal experience I would share with students, and that's a student maybe 15 years ago, I would say. She was not coming to class on time, absent a lot, having a lot of issues. I had so many talks with her, sitting down, listening to all of her issues, and she had many. And I got to a point where I realized that I was enabling her by continually probing and exploring all of her feelings. Right. And so what I did, I thought really cleverly is I said at one point, you know, you need to do this. I can't exactly remember what I said, but it was not a feeling statement. It was rational. It was problem solving. It right. was forward moving. And it's exactly what she needed. Yeah. And you used your head to do that. Like, you, you know, yes. you, you use the mental framework to get her to get outside of her situation. She's another person, you know, and you're dealing with her and you're just like, look, it, it, it's a tricky thing. Uh, but the counterclaim, I think, is also very clear. Uh, and and I think the kids are going to have some things to say about this. I'm trying to think of another prompt, another storytelling prompt, something that they could share uh, that would get the counterclaim out. Is the maybe some intermediary questions like, do your do your feet um, are your feelings useful? Are feelings useful to when you're talking with other people or do they get in the way? Are they a useful tool or do they get in the way of communication with other people? Well, that's that's starting to sound like an essential, a, a potential yeah. essential question, the way you put that. Uh, yeah, you know, I uh, it, the challenge of this quote is going to be getting the word handle, getting a handle on the word handle, number one, and then, you know, having the kids be able to share enough experiences where, you know, they're using their mind in certain cases or they're feeling in certain ways. I mean, this is what life is, thinking and feeling, you know, and then how to deal with people uh, and, and how to balance these and which one to use in which way. And it's going to depend so much on the age of the student for this. And thinking about curriculum connections, you could study leaders in history and how um, some led more and, and cared more about the people they led. Others were more fixated on their own kind of decision-making and rationality. Um, characters in novels, I would imagine would be a, a nice area where you could take this quote and have students analyze the quote in light of the characters that they're learning about in a novel and ask the kids, you know, do, is, is this character consistent with what Eleanor Roosevelt is saying here? Good. Or would you say that the character is behaving differently and good. so on? That's good. I, I, let me add in a current event 
it won't be current forever, but you know, it just recently happened, which was this war in Ukraine. And we had the president of Ukraine come, you know, and do a speech. He didn't come. He was, he was beamed in, right? He was zoomed in and did a speech in front of the entire U.S. Congress. And, you know, he asked for help. Uh, now our president has to make a decision as to what to do in, a, in this decision. Do you use your head? Do you use your heart? You know, what would Eleanor Roosevelt say if she were in Biden's cabinet as to how to deal with a very serious issue? And it's not easy. It's not easy because you could you could say that, hey, well, she would say, oh, you got to help the Ukrainian people. But, you know, if that creates some other, you know, greater issue that's going to hurt more people than, you know, you, you got to use your head, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know what she'd say. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really good example, a, a modern day example of the balance. It's almost like there has to be some sort of balance between the head and the heart if you are a president of the United States. And certainly the leader of Ukraine is wanting, you know, he, he wants to see the emotion. He, he's using his emotions to try to appeal to people. And he, definitely he's handling other people by appealing to that sense of a, emotion. He's the counterclaim. I, well, and again, it depends on the, the, the definition of the word handle, you know, because America is handling the Ukraine crisis, you know, in its own way, because it has the capability of doing that. It's got, you know, the power to do that. His is in a different context. But yeah, I, I would, I, again, current event, if you could fit this one in, I would love to hear the kids answer a question about what would Eleanor Roosevelt advise Biden to do? That would be a great activity for middle, middle high school, I think, yep. would, be, would be good for that one. Yeah, put, put the kids in the, inside a, a president's mind and follow the advice of Eleanor Roosevelt or not follow the advice. But right. that way, and, and this is where learning is so uh, palpable here because the kids then are applying the conversation to something else. They're transferring what they learn from the conversation to a, something new. And that is what is going to make their learning a stick. Right. Hopefully they're motivated, you know, after you have the, the conversation. Yes. Beforehand. But, but yeah, work in a current event. Yeah. So, well, those are some ideas for all of you out there, our, our listeners, depending on the age student that you teach, you know, you could think of other applications of this from Eleanor Roosevelt. I am sure that the kids would come up with a lot of really interesting questions in this conversation. Here's one that focuses a little bit on, on empathy. So this is kind of the backside of the, of the quote. I'll give the quote again, and then I'll give the, an, one essential question. To handle yourself, use your head. To handle others, use your heart. So how about when should you have empathy for others? That could be a question that, that comes out of this. 
All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for, for tuning in. And next week, we'll have a new quote, a new conversation, and new applications for the classroom. Great to be here, and take care. See you later, everybody. Thanks, everybody. We hope you're walking away feeling energized by some great ideas and are confident that conversations like this are possible with just a little bit of planning and a three-step method. Make sure you go to teachdifferent.com to learn more and check out our library of conversation plans where we've compiled dozens of quotes, each with their own claim, counterclaim, and essential question. Good luck, and don't forget to teach different with conversations and make a difference every day.